This is Tim Zhu. I'm Sky Nicholson. This is me, Anderson Silva. This is Jeff Finney. This is Showtime, Sean Porter. Hey, this is Eddie Hearn. G'day, this is Jason Maloney. Hey, I'm Nikita Zhu. This is Shotgun Tanner Connell. This is Liam Pyro. On the Punch Podcast. Yep. Episode 36, here we go, the Punch Podcast with Javen Starts Now and Stevie Spark going to be chatting to us today, currently in Cleveland, Ohio. You may or may not be aware, the guy's got a monster fight facing Montana Love. It's going to be huge. You'll catch it all live on DAZN and he'll be here in a matter of minutes because before we get to Stevie, I really wanted to tip my hat today and do what we call a punch podcast salutes here today because one of my favourite fighters to ever lace a glove and it'll always remain this way. I was a kid growing up watching him every time he fought. I was obsessed with him when I was little and uh, look, still am today and I am talking about the one and only Hall of Famer. Jeff Fennick has been on this podcast and if I look at the date, what are we, 31 years? That's how long it's been since he fought Azuma Nelson, the Mirage Hotel Casino in Las Vegas. It was, what, the 28th of June, 1991. He went in there, fought his heart out, was very confident on the win. Everyone watching was confident he had the win. I was eight. I knew he had the win. (laughs) So what did I know at the time? But look, the judges saw it a little differently. Judge at ringside, Jerry Roth scores about 115-113 for Jeff Fennick. Judge at ringside, Miguel Donate scores without 116-112, Azuma Nelson. Then judge at ringside, Dave Moretti scores about 114-114, a draw. The decision is even a draw. Oh, goodness, that is mind-boggling. And look at the reaction by Jeff Fedek. He is in total disbelief. Mm-hmm. Yep, he was absolutely filthy, and rightly so. I did bring up the infamous draw here on the Punch podcast, not thinking too much of it. Obviously, it still bothers him, and he did have this to say. You know, I trained all, all my life to, 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 to do what I've done, and then you know, I had, had a couple of guys who, again, who were corrupt. You know, listen, Don King tastes me, he, he wines and he dines these guys. I fight Don King twice. You know, I'll be 10 rounds in as well. I still don't get a decision, but that's boxing. I mean, okay, I've learned to live with it. I've lived with it now, and... Yeah, like I said, and you, you might see in the next month uh, the WBC going to do something very, very special for me over in Acapulco, Mexico. So um, oh, awesome. you'll, be hearing, you'll be hearing something very, very special very soon. Well, at the time, it flew over my head. I was like, well, what could they possibly do but give you a T-shirt and a pat on the head? I don't know what they're going to do. They did have a bunch of stars out for a convention. Every fighter to ever lace a glove pretty much was in Acapulco this week. A lot of stars, a lot of big things happening, and the most important one to come out of this whole entire convention for the WBC was that they have officially overturned Jeff Fennick's result against Azuma Nelson from 1991. They had a panel of judges, they rejudged the fight, and it has been officially awarded to Jeff Fennick that he is now a four-division world champion. He has officially won the World Super Feather that he lost all those years ago to a split decision draw and then lost to Zuma Nelson in the rematch. He's now got the belt. They've right their wrongs. And look, there they go. They've admitted that they uh, obviously done some dodgy stuff back in the day. However, they were rolling there with Don King, uh, like he said there, whining and dining him. Well, a big congrats to you, Jeff Fennick, and I do look forward to getting him back here on the Punch Podcast to talk about this new world title that he got 31 years late. But hey, better late than never. 
four division champ and still one of the greatest to ever do it from Australia. But look, there is another Aussie overseas right now who would also love to be the greatest Australian fighter of all time. His US debut is just days away, so let's fire up the longboats. We'll take it to Cleveland, Ohio. We're going to see the Viking Stevie Spark today. Hello, mate. Good to see you. Good to see you as well. Thanks for having me back on again. This is awesome. How's everything been going for you in Cleveland, Ohio? Because you, sir, are only days away from bringing back a uh, WBA intercontinental title. It's been changed. I like it. Yeah. Well, look, to be honest, mate, actually, we only flew into Cleveland this morning. We've actually set up camp in Houston two weeks ago. So we spent two weeks in Houston training um, at Main Street Boxing Gym there with um, like the likes of Regis Progress there, Austin Trout. Um, we had some great sparring there with some boys. So it was absolutely awesome. And yeah, we flew into Cleveland this morning and it's a bit chilly, but it's good. I like it. It's got a really good feeling. I love the town. Yeah. I saw on your socials, you did a little walk by the venue. You've seen it. You've seen the arena that you'll be stepping into to uh make your history even deeper entrenched in australian boxing yeah How definitely was it was good to get a bit of a walk around and have a feel of the venue and um yeah look mate the people here are great and the town's great and i'm just excited to have a smooth run in now and, and do the weight cut and the press cons and all the other stuff let's take it back to houston texas you mentioned before austin trout how was that yeah, we had him in there for look. It actually just sort of happened by chance that he was there that day, and um, he got chatting to me and, and Brennan, and yeah, he said he would jump in and do some rounds. We ended up doing, I think, three or four sparring sessions together. So you know, he's a he's a great great southpaw. He's got lots of tricks up his sleeve, and he was a big help, mate. He was um he's a gentleman of the sport, and it was um just awesome to be able to share some rounds with him and some wisdom. And yeah, it was great rounds there. Is this your first U.S. training? Trip. First U.S. trip. This is the first time I've ever been to the U.S. period. So it was, um, we got these assorted and we, and we wanted to get over here a little bit early just to, you know, acclimatize and, and, and adjust to the time zones as well. Because like, you know, it took me about three or four days to actually get my sleeping pattern right and everything good from the travel. So, you know, and it, I'm glad we come over early and got the rounds in and, and climatized. Didn't bump into any Charlos over there in Houston, Texas, did you? No, we didn't. Unfortunately, it would have been good to see him. I think they're in a different part, maybe Dallas or something. I'm not too sure, but yeah. no, it was good, mate. Yeah. Houston was good. Yeah, the Australian in me thinks Houston's about the size of Toowoomba as well. But uh, when you get over there, it's massive. <laughs> We think it's like oh, just 20 minutes down the road. It's three and a half hours. I actually uh, just seen on Instagram there was a big tornado coming into Houston. So I thought there was one rolling yeah. into Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, me. <laughs> no, it's good to get out nice and early. We're here on fight week now. It's good. Have you physically seen Montana Love yet? Not yet. I believe tomorrow will be the first time. And um, we've got to do some media stuff. We'll do our first face off tomorrow, actually. And um, I'm very excited for that to size the man up and look into his eyes. You know, it, it's going to make it real. And um, we're going to do some photo shoot and stuff like that. But, but I'm excited to look into the man's eyes and see what he's got, get the feel of him. So what have you done in Cleveland so far? Just a little lap around the building? <laughs> Literally, yeah. We got here probably about five hours ago, went for a big walk down by the beach and had a look and just freshen the legs up from the flight. And yeah, now I'm just sitting here doing this. We'll have a train tonight and a bit of a loose. And this honestly made all the hard work's done. I've been training hard for 16 weeks, so... This week's just about loosening the body up, staying fresh and, and doing the weight cut. Do you know what is great is you do look and seem and feel confident and relaxed and in the right headspace to be rolling into that arena come well Sunday afternoon Australia time. Does it feel like that? Yeah, honestly, 
with, with, with when you put the work in, the, the confidence comes with it. You know, I'm always a confident fighter. I've never scared of anyone. And this time, though, I, I just I don't see myself losing this fight. I, I put the work in. And when you put the work in, you reap the rewards from this sport. And I've been putting the work in for a lot of time. I know Montana Love's a great, great fighter, but I believe I'm better. And I, I've just been dying for an opportunity like this um, in the 140-pound division. And I'm, I'm going to show up on the night. I'm going to show everyone who I am. And I know people don't know who I am just yet in America. You know, I think people are in for a big, big treat with my style and who I am. And I'm just looking to announce myself to the world on the biggest platform there is with design. Yeah, well, you've got the venue now and it's your job just to keep it. <laughs> That's it. Just turn <laughs> up, just keep rolling into those stadiums. In Houston, uh, did any of the guys give you any insight into Montana Love and how to beat him? They might know him a little <laughs> better than us. So the gym we actually trained at, um, they know Montana pretty well. He's done a bit of training there previously. And, yeah. Um, yeah, look, there was some... There was some discussions happen, but keep those on the down low. But yeah, look, we're ready. We did oh, the work and we went to the right. I'm playing coy. <laughs> <laughs> we went to the right gym. Yeah, I oh, well, good. Yeah, yeah, you definitely uh, have definitely putting out those vibes as someone that that is uh, confident come um, Sunday afternoon. It's going to be great. I'm looking forward to the street parade in Toowoomba where you're just sitting there, the king of Toowoomba, heading back. The big WBA belt on the way back. Yeah, so excited <laughs> for it. So what are your plans for the next few days? Obviously, you've got the press conference and weigh-in, but uh, training-wise, what, what's happening there? Yeah, so, mate, you know, this week we sort of adjust the body clock. You know, normally, we train in the day a bit more, like in Houston, we're training at 10 a.m. and stuff. But this week, we'll all of our training will shift to about 7.30, 7 o'clock at night just to sort of get ready because Saturday night, we're fighting probably at 9, 9.30 at night. So the idea is to shift the body clock to a bit later and um, just pad work and sharp work like that, maybe some light run tomorrow morning. But mate, like I said, all the hard work's been done. It's just about getting the mind right. Like physically, I'm there. It's just now about mentally getting my body there and mentally getting the head there ready to fight at nine o'clock at night and just be ready for the moment. Who have you got over there from Australia? I know I've seen you've taken a mate over with you as well, but is it, is it literally just you guys? No, so, you know, we uh, come over here with Brendan Smith, my trainer manager, and uh, Jackson Griffiths. He's the Queensland welterweight champion and my good mate as well. He come over and was my Shetland pony and just a bit of a helping hand. And he's actually got a fight lined up now in Colombia about a week after my fight, so... And that's exciting for him. And yeah, so it's us three at the moment. And as of tomorrow, my cut man, John Geiger, will get here. My assistant, Coach Corbin Cannavellamani. He also helps train the fighters there at the gym. He's coming over. Thursday, I think I got my brother flying in. I got a bunch of mates flying in. And I got a bunch of sponsors flying in on Friday. And that's so, mate, there's going to be a good feel. And um, I just spoke to Sky Nicholson. She's coming in as well. And she's going to be cheering Aussie, 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 oi, oi, oi. So it's very exciting. There's going to be a... Um, it's not just going to be a hostile Cleveland crowd. There's going to be some Aussies there too. Yeah, which is great. And I think when you see them, you'll really change gears too. For sure. And me and Brennan were literally talking about this, you know, this morning as we we're hopping on the plane. I said, I can't wait for the team to be here. You know, it's just a bit more of that homely feel. And, you know, just having the crew here, you know, the, the sponsors, the supporters, the friends, my brother and, and the cut men and, and all that. It's going to be good to after the weigh-in to be able to sit down with everyone and sort of have a meal and a laugh and a chat. And it's just going to really bring the team together in that bond. And as the, every day, as I get closer, I'm getting more and more confident and more and more keen for this. And you'll uh, bump into the big cheese in a day or so, Eddie Hearn. He'll, uh, he'll be in the, he'll be I mean, in, the, in the penthouse of wherever you're staying. <laughs> I don't think our room's as good as his, but anyway, I think it's your Thursday for the press conference, I believe. So yeah, to do before you get here. Well, when he was out here, obviously for the first matchroom show, he did mention that you, he goes to me, um, Stevie was just like completely 
honest, just like, I'm going to knock this guy out. And I'm like, you do that. This will change your life forever. And and, and is that how it's feeling? hundred percent, mate. This is my opportunity. Like I said, I've been, I've been itching for this sort of opportunity for a long time. So when he, you know, when he put this fight to us at the time frame he did, you know, I had 16 weeks to get ready. I jumped at it. I was like, let's do it, Brennan. Like I, I've been itching for this kind of opportunity of my weight. So I'm so excited. And look, I, they made a mistake by signing me to fight Montana Love. They stuffed up here because I'm going to knock this man out. And um, everything he's got, I'm bringing it back. You know, I've I've brought nothing over with me, no belts. I'm walking to the ring with nothing and I'm leaving with everything. He's just walking out with his little puppy dressed in Louis Vuitton. That's it. <laughs> I actually thought about um, getting someone to kidnap that dog or whatever. <laughs> that might... Little ransom. Wouldn't that fuck with his head? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Give him a little Viking uh, collar or something like that. I like a little Viking helmet. Oh, yeah. There you go. Put that on a pug. That'd be good. Got you a little something, mate. A little Viking helmet for your pug. There you go. That could be red hot. Yeah. Well, mate, uh, a little message for your Australian fans that uh, are going to be tuning in Sunday on DAZN. You can get it on there. Stevie Sparker. I think it kicks off from about 11.30. Your ring walk probably be what? I'm guessing 1.30-ish round our time. Yeah, I think it's... Look, everyone can watch it on DAZN on the app, you know, the smart TV or your phones. It's D-A-Z-N on DAZN. And um, look, I just can't thank everyone for the support so far. And I hope you all tune in. And thanks for everything so far. And I'll see you on the other side with the WBA title. But when I bring it back to Australia... Stevie Spark, thanks for stopping by the Punch Podcast, and I can't wait to see you and new. And new. Here we go. Yep, and then for the rest and still. We've got to get our new first. That's what we need. Thanks so much, mate. Appreciate it. Well, there you go. If you don't already have the Design app, get on there, get it. You'll find it in the app store on your telly. You just click it, and away you go. Boom, you'll be able to watch Stevie Spark live from Cleveland, Ohio, this Sunday from 11.30. Ring walk about 1.30 for him and Montana Love. So get on there, support him. And as you heard from this chat, if you're not quite across Stevie Spark previously, he is a very, very, very great guy and uh, always fun to have here on the Punch Podcast. Stevie Spark on Instagram. You'll find him on Facebook. Follow him. Do all your likes and all that for him and also swing by the punch podcast here on apple podcasts leave a like leave a comment subscribe you'll get them when i drop them and uh, that is the punch podcast wrapped up for today enjoy go scroll back some great episodes uh are just after this if you are listening for the first time there's like well this is episode 36 it means there's 35 other good ones so get on there have a listen and i'll see you next time <laughs>